Check one, two. Here we go. This is the time of year um, when there's a lot of ritual, a lot of tradition, um, a lot of uh, symbols. There's, there's the tree. There's the lights. There's angels. There's stars. And uh, when I, w- I was a kid, ever since I was a kid, I loved looking up at the stars uh, on a, a moonless night. Some of you can probably identify with this. You look up and you just see that expanse and just wonder what's there. And um, one of the things that's always fascinated me since I was a kid was the thought that those are the same stars that, I, the same stars I'm looking at are the same stars that people thousands of years ago, generations before us, were looking at. And, and, and they had this, I'm sure they had a sense of awe and wonder and, and majesty as they looked at the sky. And, and of course, now we know, now you know, with technology, we're able to know a little bit more about what we're looking at. And honestly, what we've learned is it's way bigger than any of us ever imagined. The, the stars, the cosmos, the universe. Uh, we've learned how big it really is. I mean, take for instance, just our galaxy, the, the Milky Way. The, our galaxy, the Milky Way, is, is shaped kind of like a pancake with a bulge in the middle of it. And that pancake is made up of billions and billions of stars. And just to give you an idea, um, I was making breakfast for the kids the other day, and um, I decided to make a replica of the Milky Way right here. It's pretty good, right? Now, I, I took like a ball and I flipped it and stuff like that. It was great. Um, this is not to scale, just so you know. But, but this, is, this is kind of what our galaxy looks like, our, our Milky Way. And just, do you know how big this thing is? Let, let, me, let me just say, like, if I was to make a speck for, to represent our solar system, the, just, just the sun and the planets going around our sun, and, and then make, put that speck in here, you wouldn't be able to see it with the naked eye. It would be far, far, far too small. Do, do you know how big this is? It would take, l- listen to this, it would take to go from here to here, to travel from one end of the galaxy to the other, you would have to travel at the speed of light, which is 186,000 miles an hour. No, 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 no. 186,000 miles per second, okay? <laughs> to put that into perspective, my truck, my beloved pickup truck, has 173,000 miles on it. It's taken 14 years to do that. And, and, and the speed of light can do that in one second. They can do more than that. In fact, the speed of light just did. 186,000 miles in that second. You would have to travel to get from here to here. You'd have to travel at the speed of light for 100,000 years. That's a long road trip. Like, like kids, you thought your last road trip with your family was bad. That, that, this is, is nothing on like going across. I mean, your dad would you know, be like, Dad, can I go to the bathroom? You're like, not now, dang it. We're going, you're making good time, you know. Speed of light, 186,000 miles. It's probably not how it go, but like it's, that's 100,000 years to go from here to there. Isn't that incredible? Let me put this away. Hold on a second. I got to save it for my kids. They want to see it too. Um, they want to eat it. That's gross. Um, and, and here's the thing. That's just our galaxy. That's just the Milky Way. Scientists think that there's 
350 billion of those. 350 billion pancakes <laughs> in the universe, each having hundreds of billions of stars. I, I, I can't even compute those numbers, but to give, to kind of like wrap our heads around how, how much that is, it's estimated there's more stars in the universe than there are grains of sand in the world. That's a lot of stars. That's a big universe. And then there's this verse in the book of Psalms that says that God has placed his glory higher than the heavens. That he is outside of this gigantic universe. As if to say, you think this is big. You think this is fascinating. You should see me. I wanted to roll us around in how big God was before we dove into the Christmas story. Because here's the thing. We, we have to, in order to appreciate Christmas for what it is, we need to understand how big God is before we consider how small he becomes at Christmas. See, at Christmas, we, we, we celebrate. The, the Christmas is about a time when, when the God of 350 billion galaxies decided out, that out of all those galaxies, he would come to this one. And out of all the billions of stars, he came to our star, our grain of sand, and found our planet, and he came and he made himself known to us. And honestly, like, like if you think that's remarkable, like that, that God would even care, it, it is remarkable that he would even come. But to me, what's almost equally remarkable is the fact not only that he would come, but how he came, the method he chose to visit us. Uh, uh, the, the New Testament writes it this way, the, the writers write it this way, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in Jesus. And then it says that Mary placed Jesus in a manger. John, one of Jesus' disciples, says it this way. He says, through him, that is Jesus, through him all things were made. In other words, without him nothing would exist. And then Joseph changed his diapers. Like, like have you ever thought about that? Like, like, why would God do that? Why would he come in this way, in this fashion? Why did a big God, such a, a big God, come to us so small? See, I want you to forget everything that you know about the nativity story. Just put that aside for a second, okay? If, if you were God, how would you make yourself known to, to, you know, to something, you know, some beings that you created? Keep in mind, you have unlimited resources you you created the joint you're like you, all of that is is you can use that keep in mind also that some of those people doubt you <laughs> they, they they live as if you don't even exist like like what would you do i i know exactly what i would do on my world tour okay this is what it would look like i'd go high tech there'd be lots of lights 
and lasers and pyrotechnics and subwoofers, okay? And then, and then I, would, I, I would throw in, I'd go kind of old school, kind of throw back to like maybe chariots of fire, maybe a couple entourages of angels. And then just for kicks, I'd throw in some Macy Day, Macy's Day Parade stuff, you know, like those big giant blimps and maybe a marching band or two. And then I'd grab the mic and be like, what's up, New York? How you doing tonight? God is in the house. You know, like that's how I would do it. No one else? Okay, Cool. Um, not God. That's not how God did it. He chose a manger. He made himself known in a manger. See, when God entered the world, he chose to do so humbly, quietly, and without a show. And I think the reason is this. I think he wanted to show us that while, yes, he is a big God, He is willing to become small for you and for me. See, at Christmas, we see a a very big God becoming very small, willing to become very small for you and for me. And, and, And in the manger, what we get to see is we get to see a different side of God. At 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 Christmas, we sing loud songs, right? We, there's songs that we sing that are joy to the world. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the noble king. We're going to sing some of those here in a minute. We're going to sing some of those big songs. But for every big song, there's a little town of Bethlehem. There's a way in the manger. There's silent night. And these are the songs, I think, that best describe the birth of God. Because God would enter the world humbly. He would enter the world quietly. At Christmas, we see a big God become very small for us. And what's interesting about Jesus is it didn't just stop at Christmas. It wasn't just a Christmas thing. It wasn't just a baby Jesus thing. As we see Jesus grow and mature and, and we, we see he, that he's still, he's always willing uh, to make time. He, he's a very capable son of God. Like it's, it, he doesn't let people just walk all over him. You know, he, but yet at the same time, he, he was willing to make himself small in order to make people feel big. His, for instance, his disciples, um, his key followers, when he chose them, they, they were at best, they're unschooled, ordinary men. And at worst, they were social outcasts. And he would walk up to them and look them straight in the eye and say, I want you to follow me. And they'd be like, me? Yeah, Peter, John, Matthew, I want you to follow me. Everywhere Jesus went, he was the most important man in the room. He's the most important person there. And yet you, we see him consistently willing to, 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 to take interruptions, to be interrupted, and, and to entertain and make time for desperate people, lowly people. And, and what he, it, you see this so much in, in the New Testament. You see him kind of flip things on, on, on his head. It's, it, when, when those people come to him, all of a sudden those people become the most important person in the room. He wasn't afraid to make himself low. Even 
hours before he went to the cross. There's this incredible story, maybe you're familiar with it. An argument broke out among his disciples about who is the best disciple. No, I'm the best disciple. And I don't know about you, but like if I was just about to go to the cross, I'd be like, guys, can I just have a little peace and quiet right now? Like, seriously, come on. That's not Jesus, though. What does Jesus do? He grabs a basin of water and very quietly starts to wash their feet. He, he was not, he, he was willing to make himself small for others. And eventually, if you know the rest of the story, he was willing to take the fall for others. See, hours after he washed his feet, his disciples' feet, he allowed himself to be betrayed by one of the guys whose feet he just washed. And then he allowed himself to, to be falsely accused and mocked. And then a couple hours later, he would allow soldiers to, to, to whip him and put him on a cross. For you and for me, he would take the fall. When we look at the stars in the night sky, we see God's power. We see his majesty. We see, we see his beauty. But when we look at the cross, we see something completely different. We see his mercy. And see, but I'm getting ahead of myself. We're starting here. It all started here at Christmas, at the manger. On an unmarked night some 2,000 years ago, when a big God was willing to make himself small for you and for me. That's why Christmas is so important to Christians. It's because we started to see how small God was willing to make himself for us. See, it's this humble gesture like that, that, that People over the years have, have responded to this humble gesture by God by, by quieting their hearts and sincerely thanking him for what he's done. And that's what we get to do tonight. In like two minutes here, we're going to sing a bunch of songs. And they're going to start out quiet. And in the quietness of that moment, I want you to soak it in that in a big universe, God cares for you. Despite even as this vast universe god came for you he, he wanted to show to you his, his love and his consideration and care for you at christmas we see a big god become very small for you and for me thank him for that tonight let me pray God, thanks to you are a big God. Thanks for the stars that just draw us in, that capture our imagination, and maybe even make us think about you. God, thank you for, for this annual reminder of, 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 yes, of course, of who you are, of what you've done. But even more than that, Lord, thanks for that annual reminder that you think of us. We are flattered and we are humbled that you would, you would think of us, that you would think of something so small as so important. Thank you, thank you Lord, for, for this season. Thank you for the time with our families. I would pray that you would meet us where we're at tonight and that we'd be able to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. In your name.
Amen.